morning John chapter number one or excuse me John chapter number 17 verse number one uh, and if you're there say amen, amen. <clears throat> the Bible said these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said father the hour is come glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee as thou hast given him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is and this and this is life. Somebody ought to say amen. And this is life eternal. Amen. That they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Verse number four, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work. Somebody ought to say amen. I have finished. Somebody ought to say amen. I have finished. Somebody's going to have to help me this morning. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. Somebody ought to say amen. Well, y'all, did y'all come to have church today or take a nap? He, Jesus said in verse number nine, I pray for them. That's you this morning. Amen. He said, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine. And I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. Uh, he said, I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep through thine own name those who thou hast given me that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Uh, those that thou gavest me I have kept. And none of them is lost but the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now come I to thee and these things I speak in the world that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Stay with me. Verse 14, I have given them thy word and the word hath hated them and the world hath hated them because they are not of the world even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world but thou, that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world even as I am not of the world. World. Sanctify them through thy truth. What's truth? Thy word is 
truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them in the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through truth. Verse number 23 verses and we're done. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Not only has he prayed for those who had believed up to this point, but then he makes a prayer for those that will believe on his name. Amen. And verse number 21, that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that thou, uh, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me and the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them, and thou hast loved me. I don't know about y'all, but boy, we just read some powerful, powerful stuff. And if I could, I'm going to draw my thought from several different verses in the text. But I want, to, I want you to just take another look quickly at verse number, uh, verse number 21. He said, uh, I, he's praying for us. He said that, they'll, that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee. That they also may be one in us. Verse 22, uh, at the bottom part of the verse, he says that they may be one even as we are one. Verse 23, he said, I in them and thou in me that they may be made perfect in one. So if the Lord will help me and, and by the grace of God, I believe He will, I want you to uh, stay with me for a little bit this morning. Got a kind of a lengthy introduction and quick points, but I want to preach on this thought, the power of unity. The power of unity. Would you pray with me and pray for me, Father? In Jesus' name, Lord, we come to you one more time, Lord. I'm asking you to touch me. I'm asking you, Lord, to fill me with the Spirit of God. Lord, please make preaching easy this morning. Uh, God, I can feel, Lord, in my soul and in my spirit, God, I can feel, uh, Lord, the, the darks of the devil. Lord, I can feel, uh, God, the warfare that's taking place, uh, uh, Lord, in this room this morning. And God, I don't always... I understand why, but Lord, I'm asking you, God, Lord, to break the barrier. God, I'm asking you, Lord, uh, uh, God, to fill me with your spirit and my glory. And God, please, Lord, give me liberty to preach. And God, preach to us and through us this morning, Lord, and for what you do in our midst. I'll be the very first one to give you honor, praise, and glory. I pray and ask now in the name of Jesus that's above every name, amen and amen. You may be seated this this morning, quickly, if I could, by way of introduction, I want you to understand it is here in the Gospel of John where we find that the Lord Jesus has begun praying to God His Father on behalf of those 
those who had believed on Him. Can I say this morning, uh, this prayer is not only for those at that time who had believed on Him, but this prayer that Jesus is praying is also concerning those uh, who would trust Him in the days and the years and the generations to come. Verse number 20 lets us know uh, uh, this morning. He said, Neither pray I for these alone, the prior believers, but for them also which shall believe. Uh, can I say this morning, I'm glad to know not only has my Savior redeemed me, and not only has the Lord Jesus uh, placed His hand on my life, and not only has He been there uh, through thick and thin, but somebody ought to thank God that He prays for us. I know it's, I know it's one thing uh, to look around the room and we see one another and we love one another and we can trust that we're praying one for another. But my friend, uh, ain't nothing like knowing the Lord Jesus is praying for you and I. Uh, can I say this prayer was prayed by Christ even uh, for those of you who are sitting here and are saved today. This prayer was prayed for you. Uh, can I say it's right here in John chapter 17 where you'll find the Lord's Prayer. Uh, can I say this morning most people think that the Lord's Prayer comes from Matthew uh, uh, chapter number 6 and we all can quote it. Uh, but it says something like this. It says this uh, and after this manner therefore pray ye our Father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come thy will be done. Uh, uh, he says give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forget our debt, forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever amen uh, my friend can I say without a doubt that is a good prayer but it's not the Lord's prayer some of y'all have heard that your whole lives it is not the Lord's prayer how do you know preacher well I want to look quickly at verse 12 he said forgive us our debts I got news for y'all the son of God that did not need forgiven of any debts. He said in verse 13, deliver us from evil. I got news for y'all. He did not need delivered from evil. It's a model prayer, but the Lord's prayer comes out of John chapter 17 where he calls on the Father. Somebody is going to have to help me today. And he prays for you and I. And he lifts up his voice on behalf of those who would believe. That's a miracle to me. He would pray for us. And I say this morning, it's obvious to me within this prayer of John chapter 17 by the Lord Jesus Christ concerning those who have believed that one main theme is presented. And you know what that theme is? I believe it's unity. Look with me in verse 11. I, I, I told you I got a, a lengthy introduction. And I do. But I want to lay a foundation. Verse number 11. He said, and now I am no more in the world. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. But these are in the world, and I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given, that they may be one. Now again, who's praying? Y'all ain't going to help me today. Who's praying? And he's praying for who? 
The believers, you and I, and those in that day. And what does he pray in verse 11? He said, Lord, I'm asking you that they be, may be one as we are. Look in verse 21. Uh, he said that they may be one. Verse 22. That they may be one. Y'all see that? Verse number 23. That they may be perfect in one. Uh, can I say this morning that uh, uh, when defining unity or demonstrating what unity is here in our uh, here in this prayer we find the perfect example well but Josh what's the perfect example of unity uh, how is it perfectly illustrated the answer is very simple my friend uh, it's through and by the Godhead uh, and the Trinity of the Lord God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Ghost uh, in verse number 10 uh, the Bible said and all mine are thine and thine are mine and I am glorified in them. He said, now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. Look at the bottom part. He said, I want them to be one as we. Who? God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Lord, let them be in perfect unity as we are. Verse 21, that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. That they also may be one in us. Uh, uh, may I say this morning that unity is prescribed by God to us, but then unity is perfected by God to us through and by uh, the Godhead and the Trinity of God. Uh, can I say the theme or the message of the Lord's Prayer is for you and I to dwell in unity just like God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost are three in one. And one in three as I begin to think about the power of unity. Uh, I was reminded of a verse. Stay with me. In Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse number 30, the Bible said, How should one chase a thousand and two ten thousand to fly except their rock had sold them and the Lord had shut them up? Now I want you to understand, this is the song of Moses. You read about the song of Moses in Revelation. This is the song of Moses. Uh, uh, he is. He, they are singing here in Deuteronomy. And here's what he said. How should one man chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight? Uh, can I say you need to take a note? Moses is saying that one man can conquer a thousand, but two men can conquer ten thousand. Now in my mind, now stay with me. In my mind, if you double uh, the manpower if one man can, can conquer a thousand, I would say statistically that two men could conquer two thousand. But that's not what it says. It says that one man can conquer a thousand and two men can conquer ten thousand. What is that? It's the power of unity. Y'all gonna have to listen and help me this morning. It's the power of unity. I begin to look up something on unity and I run across this. You Google it. It's on Google. It says this, that there are if there are two draft horses uh, pulling together, they do not pull twice as much. They pull much more. Uh, can I say that one draft horse uh, uh, can pull 8,000 pounds? Uh, one horse can pull 8,000 pounds. Uh, but if you put two together, 
and they get in the yoke together. Uh, Google says that two draft horses can pull 24,000 pounds uh, together. Not 16, uh, but 24,000. I'm telling you uh, this morning that in unity you'll gain and find strength you did not have before. Uh, The Bible still says uh, it's not good for man to dwell alone. uh, For if he fall, he needs somebody there uh, to pick him up. Uh, I'm trying to tell you still what about this church. Uh, If we don't have unity, we have nothing this morning. Must be in unison and have unity. There's power in unity. Now, I want you to hold your place, mark it with your finger or uh, uh, something in your Bible. And I want you to turn with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter number 4. Got some things here I want to give you. I wish y'all could be where I'm at today. I'd like to sit where you're sitting. Doing this from time to time, sometimes it's like trying to preach to a brick wall. Amen. I don't know why that is, but I, I hope you listen this morning. Ephesians chapter 4. Look with me in verse number 1. I hope you come this morning to get something from the Lord. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 1. Paul's writing, he said, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Now I could preach right here all day. You do realize this morning he ain't talking to preachers right there. He's talking to Christians. He's talking to the church at Ephesus. He said, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Well, we ain't been called that well. If you've never been called, you've never been saved. Because to be saved, you have to be called. Amen. Help me somebody. There ain't no man come to the Father except the Father bid him and draw him. You've been called to... You know what Paul's telling them? Walk worthy uh, to the vocation wherewith ye are called. How do you do that? With all lowliness and meekness and with long suffering. Look here now. If you write your Bible, underline this. Forbearing one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is how many bodies? There is how many spirits? Even as ye are called in how many hopes of your calling? And how many lords is there? And how many faiths are there? And how many baptisms? And how many gods? In verse 6. And the Father of all, who is above all and through all and in somebody. Uh, Deacon, if you don't say amen, I'm going I'm to lose it. Somebody needs to thank God that we are in the real, true, holy. Amen. about in the power of His might. We are in Him and He's in us. Hallelujah for that. Amen. He said in verse number 7, but unto every one of us is given grace. I'm just going to keep pausing until y'all decide to help me. But unto every one of us is given grace. Well, y'all ain't thankful for grace? Y'all won't be stubborn. I'm as hard-headed as a mule. I said, thank God for grace. Help me somebody. I'm talking about 
that without grace, if we, if God had not shed His grace on us, we'd ever one day without God and bust hell wide open. Yeah, we ought to get over our feelings, get over our emotions, get over how we've lived this week and how life's treated us and realize if we got what we deserved, we'd be cooking like a piece of bacon in a literal boiling, burning, blistering behind hell. Thank God for grace. 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 Hallelujah. Verse 8, wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, gave gifts to men. Look down in verse number 10. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. Look here in verse 11 now. Look verse number 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Look here. Till we all come in the what? in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we henceforth be no more. Look up in here. We be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they, they lie they lie in wait to destroy Receive. What's our job as unity as the members of Christ and the unity of the faith? Verse 15, speaking the truth. I said, speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined, look here, together in unity and compacted, that's close, uh, by that which every joint supplied according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Does anybody understand what Paul's saying? What's he, what's he talking about? Unity in the Spirit and unity of the faith. Now, unity of the Spirit means that unity and fellowship must be kept between God and man. Are y'all listening to me? If you, anybody ever got out of unity with the Spirit of God? How do you do that? I, I didn't. Uh, no, 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 no. Well, I'm going to stop and explain. I ain't talking about being removed. Right. I'm talking about being out of fellowship. Yeah, man. Are you listening? The unity of the Spirit. We do not break sonship when we get out of God's will. We break fellowship. Amen. Amen. Hey, is there any of y'all in here that just because your son or your daughter has brought shame to you that you can just get rid of? No. At the end of the day, I don't care if you claim them or not, they still got your blood running through their veins. They still got your uh, characteristics. Some of them's got your attitude. Amen. I can tell it and so can you. Some of them's got the good traits about you. 
Someone's got the bad traits of you. But my friend, it's because they're of you. Now look up in here. We've got to keep unity with the Spirit in order to have fellowship with God. But then he speaks of unity of the faith. And that's this is what that means. Uh, Paul is telling the church at Ephesus to have unity and fellowship. It must be kept amongst the, themselves and the body of the Lord Jesus, the body of Christ uh, and the local church. Listen now, I want you to know something. A church that is not in unity and walking in the, pre- in the, in the presence and the power and in unity with God, they cannot completely and fully and honestly have complete uh, unity amongst the brethren. If you're not right with God, ain't no way you're right with one another. Amen. Amen. Those two hold hands. You get out of fellowship with your brother and you break unity with your brother, guess who else you've broke fellowship with? Are y'all listening? That's why it's so important. Paul gives us Paul gives us a, a, a threefold a threefold message in Ephesians chapter number four on how to keep unity. Number one, that message is this. Verse number one. What's he say? Verse number one. He said, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you're called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another. How do we keep unity in the church? Number one, and this uh, this is this is not John seventeen, but this is introduction time to John seventeen. Number one, the first thing Paul says is you must forbear one another. Right. Is anybody with me? Yes, what does forbear mean? Redneck vernacular to right. put up with. Amen. Amen. I mean, might as well get honest. I'm so sick and tired of Christians act like they've got everything together. Right. Listen to me, ain't not one of us in here this morning nearly as polished and shiny as we think we are. Come on, friend. Are you with me? I, I, I mean, I don't know what earth you are living on, but I know, I know who I am. Come on, somebody. I know who I am. I have a hard time putting up with me. Are you listening? I'm forbearing myself a lot of times. Paul said, I do the things I shouldn't and the things I'm supposed to, I don't. I mean, it's, has anybody ever know feel like that? I mean, you know to do good. To him that knows to do good, do they not? To him that sin. And you want to do good. And you tell God you're going to do good. And you tell your family we're going to do better. But come Monday morning when the alarm clock goes off, you're right back down in the same slumber and sin and slop that you was before. What is it? I'll tell you what it is. Uh, We're living in our speaking flesh. We're walking in the flesh and not the Spirit. Y'all can't come in here and act right and give God glory and praise uh, because you're carnal. You can't come. I'm preaching to me, friend. I'm going up there. You can't come in here, rear back and sing with a heart uh, under God because you've got work on your mind. Or you've got what's going to eat on your mind. Or you've got because your spouse made you mad this morning getting ready for church. And you're going to soften up on God. You look up in here, baby. God sent His only Son that died on the cross and redeemed you and restored you and reconciled you. You better put your selfish life in a back corner somewhere and realize God is worthy of all our praise and we ought to give Him glory. God ain't helped me financially this week. God never promised people. That's right. Hey, man. 
Well, I've been sick two weeks. God I ain't heard my prayer. Took that sickness away. Woe is you. Hey, God did not have. I preached it last week or week before. God don't have to do. He don't owe you one blessed thing. You see his sign. That's enough. You know what churches are filled with? Spooled. Rotten yeah. spiritual brats. Yeah. Y'all ever seen that kid? We got a few of them in here. Your mamas and daddies need to start beating the dad out of them. Amen. Amen. I'm in full fledged pastor mode this morning. Yeah. Y'all ever seen them kids? Every time they don't get their way, they fall down the floor. Yeah. Start kicking and screaming. Yeah. Telling her mommy, I hate you. If your kid says they hate you, you better smack them and they feel it when they turn 16. Amen goes right there. That's right. Listen to me. You ever seen them kids who are sitting in a restaurant? They didn't just get exactly what they wanted, so they push back from the table and cry and whine and holler and spit and snot. And you're thinking, why well, went to God somebody? I mean, how many of y'all wanted to get up and go over there and whip it for them? Amen. And can I say that's exactly what I see some of y'all do on a week to week basis? God ain't answered your prayer in the right time. God ain't moved like you wanted him to move. God ain't done this and God ain't done that. You're going to come in here and pout up. You're going to step the car. You're going to stay at home. You're going to stay in the farm here. You're going to walk around while we're trying to have church. You're spoke right. You're a brat. And you need to realize God has done far more for you than you ever, ever, ever deserved. I'm trying to tell you, you've got enough problems dealing with you. Quit worrying about everybody else. I don't like so and so. Forbear this. Right. Yeah. Love God, you will. Forbear. Fact is, fact is, we we're supposed to love one another. That's it. But we ain't always gonna like one another. That's right. Yeah, man. What, what, how in the world, brother Jim, did these little these little Christians hatch? That every time somebody gets on their nerves, says something about them, or does something wrong, they pack up. Right. And run to another church. Yep, right. hmm. Last I checked, neighbor. Right. God didn't send none of y'all here for the relationships within the church. Yeah, Are you listening? Right. Yep. I just don't like what brother brought. How that brother? I know that they're, they're talking about me. Maybe they are. Let them talk. Yeah. Won't you go to God? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Come on, somebody. Won't you go to God? Not somebody else in the church. Won't you go to God and say, Lord, I may be totally wrong, but I really feel like there's something there. And God, for your sake, not mine, but for your sake and the unity of the Spirit, the bond of peace, and the unity of the faith of God, I'm praying that you move in their heart. And Lord, if there's something there, please fix it between me and them instead of getting on Facebook and making 45 Facebook posts about how fake people are and how people are hypocrites. Hey, there's a whole bunch of people that's friends with you on Facebook going to bust hell wide open and one morning, one Sunday, they see you posting pictures at the church and the next yeah. Sunday, they see you talking about hypocrites and two-faced liars. They don't want what you've got. Learn to far better one another and quit whining and serve God. Yeah. Hey, right. 
You're not going to. People's going to say things that upset you and do things that upset you. But Jim, forbear. Yeah. Just forbear. You don't have to say nothing. Yeah. Forbear. It costs you wrong. You don't have to defend yourself. Just say, all right, love you. Walk forbear. Yeah. I, 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 I'm going to tell I'm not going to be able to get it all out this morning. But can I tell you why we need unity in the church? Yeah. How many kids we got under 12? Raise your hand. How many kids we got? Hey, boys. Huntley. Huntley. Earth Huntley. You're under 12? Everybody's under 12. Come on. Everybody's under 12. Come here. Everybody's under 12. I ain't going to eat you. Come on. Stand right here across the front of the church. Everybody under 12. Yeah. I won't eat you, but if you got some snacks, I might eat them. Amen. Just stand right here in the line, bub. Come on, guys. Everybody under 12. I'm just doing this for time sake. Look here, look here. Ain't this a blessing? We've got a handful out this morning. Yeah. We do. We've got a handful out. Look here. Is there any more? Come on, big Brody and Elijah. You boys been outside smoking again? Come on, get up here. Come on, Elijah. All right, look here, guys. Look at, look where. Brother Shelby, when somebody does something stupid, somebody does something that upsets you, harms you, or maybe it's even just full-fledged sin and wrong. Right. Oh, Lord, what have you done? <laughs> Why should you forbear? Well, I just want to ask y'all a question. You reckon these little ones is going to find the hope that they need in high school? Y'all with me? Look up in here. You reckon they're going to find what they need in the, in the public school system? You reckon their friends are going to give them what they need to make it through life? How many of y'all's friends brought you through life? Matter of fact, most friends, you think friends, when you turn around and eat them, they gone. When the storm starts raging, you look around and those that was just having the pepper rally with you, they gone. Why do we got to keep unity in the church? I'm going to give you. Now here's one reason. Still water? For nothing, for nothing or nobody else. Of course God be number one. Would y'all please strive to keep unity in the church? Because i got a little boy right here that's going to need to get saved. And God ain't going to save no sinners in a church that's divided. In a church that's full of hypocrisy and backbiters and enemies and malice. And God, here's one reason. Look here. Here's reason number two. Sister Megan and Brother Eric, why should y'all put up with ignorance? Yeah. Foolishness? Yeah. People that's backbiters and hypocrites? Why should you stay? Why should you keep coming? Why should you still love God? Why should you keep paying the bills and making visits for me when I'm gone? Every time I'm gone, Sister Lauren is put in the hospital. Right. Thank God for my deacon. Yeah. Why should you keep doing that? Well, here's reason number one. you got another reason back there. You're holding her in the, yeah. in the baby carrier. Look here. Look. Nah, Ed. Reason number, how many are we on? Three. What's wrong with you, boy? Reason number four. Why is it important to get get in the church, stay in the church, serve God in the church, and build your life around the local church? Well, because this little girl right here, Brother Carlos and Miss Laura, did you know that the devil 
course y'all know it. But you know the devil church wants nothing more than to snatch her up with about 13. Yeah. 14. Yeah. And destroy her life. Yeah. By the way, how many of y'all still believe there is a real devil? Amen. There is a real enemy? He really is still seeking to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He's still seeking whom he may devour. And he's not. Listen, some of you knuckleheads have been so, so hard-headed and faithful and stubborn uh, towards the devil. He's, he's about quick trying to pull you out. He knows he can't get you out, so he's going to try to do something but on the inside. But these, he's after them. Amen. He's going to try to pull them away. Right here is another reason. But Shelby, if you don't keep him in the local church, that's right. Are you listening? Listen to me. We don't keep unity in this church. Even if you stay and this church is divided, guess what he's gonna see? Yeah. You think he's gonna you think he's gonna say when he gets old enough to make his own decisions? I believe I'm just gonna stay with the church. If all the church has done is cut his daddy and hurt him and done him wrong and talked about him and abused him and misused him and come on somebody. You think he's just going to come in on Sunday and say, it is well with my soul if the church is divided and there's 15 against this 15 and there's 10 more against that and this 5. It's clipped up with that against that 5. And are you listening? There's no way there's any hope for any of them if there's division in the church. We've got to have unity. Here's another reason. Little Miles, here's another reason. Look here. Ain't this precious? The Lord sure thinks they are. Yes, We're precious in his sight. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Ms. Ashley, and the Lord's entrusted me to help lead y'all. Look here, Miles. I'm sick of it. This is what we're supposed to do. This is how we are with God. <laughs> this is all God wants us to do. Just grab a hold of him. Walk in fellowship. That's right. Look here. We're just going to walk around in fellowship, Miles. Come on, bud. Come on. We're just going to walk around in fellowship with one another. It's just simple, bud. Okay? You know what God wants me and you to do? Right here. Just love one another. Are you listening? I know y'all ain't feeling it like I am, probably. This is precious. This is what the Lord's doing. Every morning I wake up and I call on His name. That's what I feel Him do, but they reach down His hand. Yes, sir. <laughs> And I could not reach up to him. Thank God he reached down to him. Are you listening? Why do we got to have unity in the church? Why do we got to forbear one another? Here's another reason. And another reason. This little boy right here needs the Lord. He needs the church. He needs church people in his life. It's going to love him and his family. Right? Oh, yeah. It's going to show. Look, 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 look here. Elijah, if you don't stop, son, I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> We got, we got visitors here this morning. You know what they need to see? Not just this morning, but anytime visitors come in. You know what they need to see in us? Him. How are they going to do it? Unity. Brother John, if a visitor walks in, just pop up for me. And they see five or ten of these going on before church. I love you, man. Good to see you. Hey, Brother Shelley, I love you, buddy. Good to see you. But Jim, good to see us more raised up than me. And they see us loving one another. And they see us sitting around the table loving and fellowshipping and unity. Let me tell you what's going to do. And it's in our text, and I ain't got time to preach it. Let me tell you what it's going to do. It's going to allow them to see Christ. 
Because when we're in unity, guess who we're displaying? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in unity and love one with another. You know what it tells a sinner when we love each other? If they love each other that much, they have to love God. But then it's going to click. The focus is going to shift from our love for one another and our love to God to, man, God must really love them. Yeah. Wow. Are you listening? Wow. Look how happy them people are. I mean, they just got a bad bill of health, but they're still at church. Amen. They must really love God, but God must really love them. Amen. Unity. You guys can have a seat. Thank y'all. Look at all these reasons and many more why we ought to keep unity in the church. Forbearing. I'm just going to give you these three and I'm going to stop and I'll finish tonight. Are you in Ephesians chapter 4? Look with me in verse 32 quickly. I'm going to give you these and we'll just be done and I'll preach the rest tonight. Lord's will. <laughs> verse 32, Ephesians 4, 32. Look with me and we're about done. If you're there, say amen. amen. And be ye kind one to another. Tenderhearted. Don't know how people take things personal all the time? Because their heart's not tender. Look here now. Forgiving one another. Even, uh-oh. Stay with me. Stay with me. Even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. <laughs> well, Brother Josh, you just don't know how bad they hurt me. No, I don't. But I know what that Bible just said. You forgive them just like God for Christ's sake. Sake. You know what a sake is? It's a purpose. You know why God said He forgives you today? Look up in here. We're not done. You want to know why God said He forgives you today? Because He sees His Son. Jesus is the purpose behind God's forgiveness to mankind. When He looks at us, He sees the purpose of His Son. And He said, My Son loves them. And if He loves them, I love them. If He forgives them, I forgive them. That's our reason. You don't need to forgive because it's the right thing to do. You don't need to forgive just to get a hand clap or pat on the back. You need to forgive with one purpose. Because Jesus Christ forgave you and me of all our sin. Therefore, we must forgive one another. Amen. People talk about alliteration. I love to alliterate my outlines. It helps me remember and you remember. Paul, in God's Word, God has alliterated the unity of the faith. F. Unity of the faith. What's the first one? Forbearing. Right. Verse 2. The second one, forgiving. Right. Verse 32. But then I want you to look with me. Let me see you back there, Brother John. Then I want you to look with me. Ephesians 4. Look with me in uh, verse 14. Or verse 12, I'm sorry. The Bible said, For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith. Now look in verse number 15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head of Christ, from whom the body whole 
the whole body fitly joined together. Compacted by that whichever joint supplied according to the effectual working in the measure of every part may the increase of the body edifying of itself in love. You know what the third step to keeping the unity of the faith is? Being fitly joined together. Forbearing one another, forgiving one another, being fitly joined one to another. That's the threefold cord. Come on, somebody. That's the threefold cord. Bible said that marriage is honorable and all been unfiled. And it's a threefold cord which is not quickly broken. Mm -hmm. Unity of the faith. It's the body being unified together with the Son. You know what He is? He's the bridegroom. We're the. Please, God, everybody, get a two hour nap today before you come back tonight and drink a Red Bull. He's the bridegroom. That makes us the threefold cord. Marriage. How can we have unity with Him? We must keep unity one with another. How do we do that? Forbearing, forgiving, and being fitly joined together. Amen. Compacted. Compacted. You know what that means, don't you? Deacon, right here's what it means. When put under pressure, press. Can I tell you every storm this church goes through, you know what it's you know you know what should happen? We should come out stronger. Amen. You know the problem? Most of these little country churches sitting on every corner of every highway and hedge around here. When trouble comes, it always divides them. Right. It's not what it's supposed to be. That's right. When something comes up and they have a need, everybody, there's too many Indians and no chiefs. Everybody wants to have their opinion and have their way and because they're concerned about them and them only. Right. They're not looking at the purpose or the cause, which is Christ. That's right, preacher. And they all start devouring one another. Right. And the problems and the storms, the pressure. You know what a storm does to your life, don't you? You know what trials do to your life, don't you? When our church goes through storms and trials collectively as a body, as a whole, you know what it does? It compacts us together. And it's meant to do that, not divide us and bring us apart. We must be fitly joined together in one body. Listen, I'm done. Everybody in here has a job in the body. I would think that you'd probably agree with me that my eyes probably, I mean, in my mind, hold a little more importance than maybe my left pinky. Now, if I lost that left pinky, that messed my hand up. And I'd have to relearn some things and figure that out. But I'd rather have my eyes lose my pinky. Amen. But 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 listen, at the end of the day, even if it's only one little loss, it's still a loss. Amen. Even if it's just one finger missing, it's still missing. Y'all with me? My body's not complete. You say, I ain't nothing to nobody. I don't have no gifts. I can't sing. I can't play. I don't teach. I'm not a preacher. I don't have much money. I don't have this. I don't have that. But you have something to contribute to this body. There's something. There's something. Brother Ray, all summer, you know what he did? He showed up and mowed the grass all summer long. He has no idea how much that helps me. Because I was doing it for a while. Brother Eric started helping me. And then, they, there's, and then we all tried to pitch in. It's just a constant. And you know what? I never worried about it one time. 
I didn't walk in Amy tell you a couple there for a couple of years I'd walk I'd, I'd come in it's supposed to be mowed didn't get mowed or whatever I'd get on Sunday the grass be that high out front and brother Caleb before I ever stepped foot on the property I was ready to go home I was mad and aggravated somebody helped me mow the grass you know what that tells visitors if our grass is this high if we ain't got enough respect to mow our own grass, what kind of church are we? Amen. You know what that done? Relieve the burden off of me. Right. You come on grass. So I can't do much. Well, can you stick around after church and just go through and make sure all the papers and the tissues are picked up, maybe the books are straightened? You're contributing to the body. Right. Amen. Be with me? Yes. By the way, somebody probably may just go ahead and sign up and do that today. Right. Y'all with me? Amen. Oh, yeah. I can't do much, Brother Josh. Can you be here and just say amen when you agree with what's being said and when you're when the truth's being said? Can you just be here, contribute and help? Can you help? Can you help push a, a vacuum or can you can you do something? Sure you can. But you gotta want to be a part of the body. Listen to me, church, and I'm done. This thing's bigger than us. I didn't get nowhere near where I wanted to. But unity is much bigger than us. It's not just affecting us. It's affecting all those around us. Let's all stand. Father, we love you. Pray, Lord, you bless the invitation this morning. Help us, God, to have a heart of repentance towards you for unity in this place. I do love you and I thank you for being good to us. Bless the invitation now, please. In Jesus' name, amen.